Welcome back to the first ever edition of the Wise Guys Baseball Podcast. I'm Sam. And I'm Luke. And this is part two of a two-part premiere launch edition. We know you're all very excited about this. We left off last time where Luke gave a bold prediction on the Yankees regular season outlook. We're going to get a little more specific this time around. Got a couple more thoughts that we can't help but share with you. With that being said, let's get right into some of our expectations we have for the season and some things that we think are going to play out that might be interesting. Let's start, of course, with Alex Rodriguez. What are your thoughts on his, uh, his coming season this year? What are your expectations? Well, when you say Yankees, how can you not start with Alex Rodriguez? I mean, this is one of the most controversial players of our generation. He's one of the best players of our generation. And he's about to hit 700 home runs. And who knows if that's going to be done again. Maybe Pujols can do it. But, you know, this is one of the greatest players ever who came back after being suspended for a full season and hit over 30 home runs. I mean, he looked as good at his age 40 season as he did at his age 33 season. I'm really excited. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what A-Rod is going to do. I hope he can come up with 25, 30 homers again. But I think the more realistic thing here is to get him to play the full season because just having his bat in the lineup is a threat in and of itself. If, uh, if he can hit 27 home runs, he'll tie Babe Ruth. Uh, if he hits 28, he'll pass him. Do you think that's going to happen? And if it does, how do you think the Yankees are, are going to respond? Oof. I mean, that's a great question. I mean, it's going to be interesting. Babe Ruth is a Yankee icon. He's the face of the Yankees. You know, A-Rod and Babe Ruth are just... I couldn't... I, I can't put them in the same breath, especially with everything that happened uh, you know, I, the steroids. But will the Yankees? Will the Yankees adore A Rod? Will they celebrate him? Will they accept him? Will, if he gets to that number, what will they? How will? They, how will the ownership? I'm the sure press? they're gonna come out and you know have a, a ceremony and all that. But I don't think they're gonna want to. I think they're gonna do that very reluctantly. I think that was their plan. Or when they signed A Rod to this last ten-year deal. Um, to do that, I mean, he's getting a bonus when he passes Ruth. So he got a, he got a bonus for Mays too, and for when he ties Ruth. I think. Yeah. So it's gonna be interesting. I mean, he's got this year and next year, so he's definitely gonna pass him. So. Well, but if he passes him this year, that's that that bodes very well for the Yankees. That's another tw- that's twenty seven home runs out of a forty year old player. I mean, yes, I definitely trust me. I hope he hits twenty seven home runs. But there's just something about the mystique, Babe Ruth, Alex Rodriguez. You know what I'm saying. If not for steroids, uh, the allegations, he'd be in that same sentence without problem. Exactly. And he'd be a first ballot Hall of Famer, but who knows now? Like, well, by the looks of it, he has no shot unless uh, all the people on the senior voting committee die in the next eight years when he uh, <laughs> <laughs> and ends up uh, on the ballot. Um, let's stick with the topic of uh, third baseman, or at one point, competent third baseman. Chase Headley uh, over, I believe... 28 or 30 errors last year, if not more than that. I'm not even checking, but I know it was way too many. Yeah, he had way too many. I mean, I think he might have... He was definitely in the top five league leaders in, in what errors. You, what, I'm, not, I'm not really sure of that, but... I, I know I think you're right about especially at third base. What are your... Uh, this is a guy... He was once a gold glover. He had that one crazy year in 2011 with San Diego. I mean, where he, he had a case of the Chuck Knobloch's last year. <laughs> he, was throwing, he was throwing them into the stands a lot. Um... You know, I think that we might need a a better third baseman to come up. Um, 
You know, I, I think Headley was not what they thought he would be. You know, being a switch hitter coming to New York, I think that he could have. He he stepped. He did not step up for the Yankees. Well, let, let's see here. They signed him to a four-year deal last year. He's in the second year of that contract. If he doesn't perform at a, at a more adequate level this year, if he can't say by the All-Star break be hitting 270 with double-digit home runs, more than 12 RBIs, as you mentioned in our, our last edition, um, and earning his $13 million a year that he's, that he's being given, do you see the Yankees uh, possibly trading him to open something up within their system or to get another asset? Or maybe get a pitcher? What do you, what do you I mean, I, I personally, I don't want to watch another year of what he's been doing. Uh, if it's going to be like last year, do you, how do you feel about that? I mean, I don't think they're going to trade him, but they're not going to be able to get much of a return from him. They probably will just ride out his contract. He's not making that much money. I mean, he could definitely be a valuable help to some other team, but he hasn't proved himself, you know? I would like to open that third base spot for someone else, though, for sure. I mean, yeah, I... Yeah, he's making $13 million a year, which in the major leagues, yeah, you're right, that's really not that ridiculous if he can even put in serviceable uh, results. Um, I, 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 just, I, I think they need to part ways with him. Another, another guy who some people feel they may need to part ways with, uh, CeCe Sabathia. What do you... Uh, well, we'll be parting ways with him after this year either way. Right. So I'm fine with that. I don't think he's going to have a, a good year. I mean, I think he's getting old. I think he's too big for his own, his own body. I think he will be lucky if he gets 10 to 12 wins. How many starts uh, and innings pitched do you, do you expect out of Charleston Carls this year? I think he will give us 125 to 150. I don't think 125? Ugh. What are we gonna do, supposed to do with that? Uh, well... That's what you get when you sign a seven-year deal. At least we'll have the seven, eight, nines in the back of the bullpen. <laughs> so you, you think CeCe's done then? I think he's been done. And you think this year will be the culmination of that? I mean, that would be... He, he, you know he led the team in innings pitch last year, despite all of the nonsense and reduction in velocity and... That's an interesting stat, but to be honest with you... That's a disturbing stat. That's not that impressive. <laughs> it's not, but he still was above 150 uh, for the however many consecutive years. Um, you, I, I, th- I think he's got the chance to. Uh, who am I kidding? He's uh, <laughs> yeah. Let's let's no. I mean, I just thought about it, and he's older. I, he's I don't another know, year older. I, he's two three hundred pounds. He just got out of alcohol rehab. Guys, a yeah, what fucking you, mess. How did you feel about that? The, uh, I believe it was the day of the wild card. Honestly, I haven't cursed yet on this show, but I thought it was fucking bullshit. I thought it was terrible. I thought it was the most embarrassing thing that he could have ever done right as the Yankees went into the postseason. The first game of the postseason, he announces that he's going to alcohol rehab. I mean, come on, to help his family. Honestly, I don't even think it was alcohol rehab. You don't have to leave that suddenly for alcohol rehab. You know, <laughs> I mean, like that—that that, that is just insane to me, honestly. You know, you see him after they get into the—they get the playoff spot. He's like pouring, you know, bottles of shit, popping bottles on a rod. Then next thing you know, he goes to alcohol rehab. I mean, come on, what a what a joke, honestly. What a fucking joke. Well, you've most likely just offended almost. 
95% of anyone who could be listening, but that's a strong opinion nonetheless uh, and one that has to be respected. Uh, yeah, I, I wasn't thrilled with the timing either. Um, you could have waited a couple of days, you know? I, I Have well, a couple I of guess, more days of binge drinking, you know? I, <laughs> we didn't so, even make it past that first game. You know, well, at, at least right. wait till the end of the season, you know? Well, I guess he, he did wait till the end of the season. It was the wild card play-in game. And, uh, you He's know, like, yeah, they're going to gonna honest, lose anyways. I might as well just bow out now and let everyone know I'm going on to a, rehab. On a, on a serious note, you know, maybe it was to the point where he had to go that day. And that, you know, that what you're talking about, those, there were pictures, well, of course, of our celebration. The only way he would have had to go that day was if his wife forced him to go that day. You don't think that's possible? I think it's very possible. Maybe he's trying to save his marriage. Who knows? More power to CC for trying to save his marriage, but come on, man. Well, you know what? Babe Ruth had a bunch of beers and hot dogs before a game. You know, <laughs> it was also like 1927. Okay, so what? So it was a uh, you know, it was a man's world back then. You know. All right. Well, who's next? Uh, one thing quickly: Chase actually had 23 errors last year, which was first amongst uh, third basemen. Interesting. Not 20. Yeah, so he you, we, he we definitely shot him, but he still led the league. Yes, uh, he did. He definitely did. He was also third in assists, so uh, I guess that tells you it was very high activity over there. Nonetheless, um, 23 errors was n- not was what they were hoping. Percentage? Uh, it's funny you ask, actually. It was 946, which is a career low for Chase in his... Nine years of LMB service. All right, so he's he's been dwindling. All right, so we talked about Chase. We talked about CC. Let's move on to Didi Gregorius and uh, Starling Castro. What are your thoughts? My, well, my expectations uh, are very high for Gregorius for sure. Uh, just seeing what he was able to do last year in his limited time. Uh, with, you think we're going to see more power from him? Uh, I. Yeah, I do, but it may, maybe, you know, 10 to 15 homers, I don't, I don't think, um, which is still great for a kid his age at shortstop. I mean, nobody hits for shit at shortstop, so anything above six home runs is, uh, is above replacement level. Um, but really, the, the consistency on the defensive end is, what, is what's really going to be fun to continue to watch because he, I mean, the, the AL is so stacked at the shortstop position, so I don't think he, he'll be an all-star or win a gold yeah, glove. I mean, it's kind of like back in the day, Nomar, A-Rod, Jeter. We got Lindor, Correa, Gregorius. Yeah, I mean, uh, if, if, if Gregorius can fall anywhere in uh, that comparison, then that was a, a, a phenomenal trade. I think Gregorius will. I mean, he's a young player. He's playing at Yankee Stadium. He's a lefty, and he's got some pop. I think you might see a, see a, a silver slugger in his near future. I also think you might see a gold glove this year. Well, I mean, he would have to beat out quite a few strong names, uh, to say the least, to take that. Um, however, I, I do, I, I, I am really thrilled with what we saw last year because if you remember that he was, was got off to a terrible start uh, across the board. People wanted him gone. It was a terrible replacement for Jeter, all this and that. And then for him to have the mental toughness uh, to bounce back and play at a pretty high level for... He he hit basically I think over 270 for part of the season. I know he's better than Chase Headley, um, uh, but, uh, I but I guess he got big hits too. Came up. Yeah, yeah, no, no, he did, and he started to show some pop. As for Castro, I I I, I really I couldn't tell you because there's there's so many 
factors yeah, that, that so lie into that. In, uh, spring training. Yeah, but you know, Billy Crystal had an at bat in spring training one time too. Yeah, so well, he struck out though. That's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he looked good. He looked, he looked, <laughs> he looked good out there. He, he was, yeah, he looked really. He he looked pretty good at the dish, you know. Um, looked great in those pants. Uh, anyways, um, yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, it, it was a great. He really looked like a ball player, you know. Uh, wasn't done on Castro. Um, uh, he, he, the thing is, I, we don't, like you said before, he has played in big markets. However, um, the, the Yankees is, is just, it's just different. That's not elitist. That's not pretentious. That's not New Yorkers thinking that it's better. It's just true. It's some people thrive in that market and some people don't. I feel like they've gotten pretty good with vetting players and, and they're expecting Castro to have no issue, uh, moving in and, and, and getting back to a stronger point in his career. But if you look, he... He has sort of regressed from his ridiculous start to his very, very early career. Um, he's still very young. However, his numbers the last couple of years have gone down a little bit. That's how we were able to give up. Um, I loved that deal, by the way. That was just a great deal. We got Brian Mitchell right there, who's pretty much Adam Warren yeah. 2.0. Yeah. You know, I, I love we that deal. And the best, we were able to give away Brendan, Brendan Ryan in the deal, so we don't have to watch him waste everyone's time this year. Um, yeah, I mean, now, yeah. <laughs> constantly injured and 227 hitting uh, 25th man on the roster. Um, Sabathia is a better hitter than him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, he, Sabathia, he's a pretty damn good hitter. Uh, if the pitching doesn't work out this year, maybe he can DH uh, sometimes. Um <laughs> More optimistically, let's talk about uh, let's talk about what you think we're going to see out of Gary Sanchez this year. He's starting the year, I, I, as far as I understand, in a backup catcher role, either that or starting in AAA if they give it to Romine again. Um, what do you think about Gary Sanchez this year? What are you expecting? Um, you know, honestly, I do not know. I think it's going to be a really big year of transition for him. Um, he's going to go through the Jorge Posada training. And I think McCann's going to be his Joe Girardi. You think you think McCann has those sort of leadership skills? Yeah, I definitely think he has those sort of leadership skills. I think that was one of the reasons why we gave him five years. That's a fair point. Um, Murphy seemed to do pretty well under McCann. Uh, McCann has played for quite a long time. He's played for in two different pretty big markets. Yeah, you know he's he's a he's a force. How many? So how many at bats do you think uh, Sanchez gets this year? Probably a hundred, between a hundred and two hundred at bats. I don't see him getting that many at bats. Will he spend a lot of time in AAA, or will he be on the bench most of the year? I think he'll be on the bench. I mean, I know we. Is that good for his development? Um, I think it is. I think it's going to happen eventually, anyways. He's not going to be the starting catcher for the next couple of years. We have McCann. If McCann gets hurt. If McCann gets hurt, he's going to definitely get a bunch of... I don't think Romine is... We still, he, the guy's still on the roster eight years later. Yeah, which makes no sense. He's actually sort of is looking okay. Yeah, but he's a good defensive catcher. He's a backup catcher. I'd rather have... Give Gary Sanchez the chance. Austin Romine is never going to turn into a big leaguer, you know? Well, I mean, Brian Cashman, for some reason, has kept this guy around the last eight years. I mean, every year he's sort of in that. He's been there with Cervelli, with Murphy, now with Sanchez, with Montero. Um, they must see something. 
Uh, we're definitely not going to talk about him any longer, though. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you that. <laughs> um. Anyways, let's get into our final topic. Let's talk about who our sleeper impact player is going to be. If you don't know what I mean, I'm talking about someone who no one is expecting to really do a whole lot this year, much like A-Rod was last year. Could be anybody. Could be a Shane Spencer. Could be a Mark Reynolds. Oof, this is an interesting question. I'm going to have to go with Aaron Hicks, our new uh, acquisition. We traded the uh, incompetent John Ryan Murphy. All right. <laughs> for Hicks. I think Hicks is, a, you know, he's a young outfielder. Gold glove capabilities. He's got some pop. I'm expecting big things from him. How about you? Uh, mine is a, a little more uh, below the surface. Uh, Slade Heathcott had a brief, brief stint in the majors last year. I believe 30 he hit total. He big at home run. Remember that against that, the Devil Rays? Or against the he hit Rays? that big I do, I do remember that. He, that big home run was also the day after he was recalled from Scranton after their season had ended, after he had already spent time in the DL and was forced to leave the major league level where he was thriving. Uh, he's 25 years old. Uh, he's a reformed alcoholic. He's now married with a kid. His life has changed an absurd amount after being a first-round pick seven years ago. Um, and I think he he feels like this is this is going to be it. This is uh, this is his shot right here. Um, you know, I love a good story. I just who doesn't? You know, so, so. Josh Hamilton <laughs> two point <laughs> um, I mean, Josh Hamilton hit what like a thousand home runs at the home run derby and almost hit four out of. I mean, I that'd be great. A thousand, but, uh, um, <laughs> I think he thought kind of reminds me of uh, Brett Gardner, but he got seems like he got a little more pop. Yeah, I think uh, I think I think he I think if he can somehow stay on the field, which he's never done in his professional career, um, and he can get a, an opportunity when someone inevitably gets hurt, uh, that if he can if he can just stay out on that damn field, we might have something interesting this year. But don't you think they'll call up Judge instead of Heathcott? Um, I I don't actually. Why I think that? they'll call. Uh, because Judge is probably going to, you know, if you look at his numbers in AAA, they really weren't that uh, exciting uh, last year, um, and, and he he still strikes out quite a bit. Now, if he if he's hit if he's mashing in AAA after a month or two and he's above 300 or his slugging is through the roof, then yes, I do. But I just don't see Heathcott getting a shot up in the big leagues this year. I mean, don't forget, we don't only have Hicks, we have Ackley, we have Mason Williams. We have um, Ben Gamble. Ben Gamble, yeah. Very quickly developing. We got a few young outfielders. I mean, Heathcott might turn into a trade trip. Well, that's fine, too. I mean, I don't know that Cashman's been making all the best moves, but I like when he makes them. It's exciting. Um, on that note, we're going to wrap it up here. We thank you very much for tuning in and listening. We'll see you next time.